Hello, welcome to the newest edition of Pro Pharma Talks. Today we'll be talking about compliance, but before we get into that, I'd like to remind you to hit like and subscribe. Hello and welcome to the newest edition of Pro Pharma Talks. My name is Alex Hernandez. Alongside me as always is Dr. Craig Stern. And our topic for today is compliance. Um, what is the reason why we're talking about compliance? Well, we're talking about <laughs> compliance. This is a topic that's been going on right. um, almost as long as, as uh, I've been a pharmacist, which is over 40 years. Um, really? The, that's the, it? Yeah. The, the <laughs> don't, do your, don't do Sorry. the age thing. Sorry. Um, <laughs> um, the, the issue here is um, clearly the topic has always been about people complying with their medications, the way the doctor has prescribed it. Mm -hmm. But it's also true that compliance has to deal with going to see your doctor as um, your whatever the schedule is, right. um, going to get your laboratory tests that have been prescribed, uh, complying with your doctor's requirements for diet and weight and exercise. This is all compliance and includes things like if people um, are taking their blood sugars, that they're doing it once a day. If right. you're taking your blood pressure, that you've got a cuff and you're taking it once a day. If you um, have a, uh, a CPAP to use for people who have uh, sleep apnea, that you're actually using it and not leaving it on the counter, etc. So right. compliance, we're going to talk about drug compliance, but frankly, it's no different from compliance with all these other things I've talked about. So mainly, well, with all the things you mentioned, drug compliance is making sure you're taking your medication twice a day, three times a day, whatever the what whatever's whatever been the prescribed. Is. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so how do we get patients to comply? Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, first of all, before that, we need to. Yeah, first of all, we need to talk about what the history and the and the barriers are because when you know that then you have mm -hmm. some way of, of deciding how you're going to change that, how you're going to address that. Bottom okay. line is um, uh, compliance has been a problem forever, uh, probably. It's certainly been uh, historically, it's been involved in notes from ancient uh, uh, physicians as well as others, and so this problem has gone on forever. Ancient physicians? Ancient physicians. Uh no, not 30 years oh, ago. I mean, I'm talking about ancient <laughs> physicians. Talking about the rock tablets. Yeah, and... rock tablets, yeah. No. Uh, there's but, no um, general solution. Yeah. People have come up with it, and it's always been based on education and informing people and addressing it. But right. um, there are some, some issues because it's not just intentional noncompliance, but it's also non-intentional, meaning you didn't plan on it. It just happened. And what are the reasons for it? Number one is... It's always my excuse. <laughs> um, uh, over 62% or were people forgot. They just forgot. Yeah. 37% were people that ran out of medications and they didn't go to get uh, new medications or a new prescription. And 23% were just careless about taking their medicines. So if you begin to realize that, you realize that this is a habit mm -hmm. and you need to teach new habit skills if you will, behavior modification in order to get what you want right. in order to address those things. Yeah. There was a, we had mentioned in previous episodes about how to help patients take their meds on time. 
and how there are now apps like you can just pull it up on your smartphone there were free apps that that you can list down your medications how often you have to take them and then it'll set an alarm or a timer on yes. your on your and that's phone, one and of the things that's you. done that's yeah. one of the things that's done yeah. there's also on medication bottles there's new lids that have a, a little alarm to remind you they have a timer on it oh, wow. and a little alarm to to let you know bottom line okay. is is that this truly is about behavior modification whether mm-hmm. you give an alert whether you have an app that does some sort of a ring or a bell or whatever um, but there are barriers, and the barriers are important, and I think it's important that we realize it, or we're not going to be able to change anything. One of them is a low perceived need, meaning if you have a disease like high blood pressure mm-hmm. or something, you don't really feel necessarily that you've got problems. You don't feel symptoms all the time. You don't feel that there's a problem going on. Okay. So you have a low perceived need of it. It's not like an infection, a cold. Uh, something where you've got um, there's nothing to alert you yeah there's no there's no pain there's nothing like that it doesn't happen with everything but clearly there's an issue and if things resolve themselves then you become even less um, uh, planned where you've got to do something because in that regard hey you feel good so why do you have to do anything i think uh, a major one would be what antibiotics when you have to finish your antibiotics, you've yeah. got to finish your antibiotics. Mm-hmm. People tend to think, well, I've taken them, I feel a bit better, I can stop taking them. They forget the fact that disease has a course, mm-hmm. and that course can go from feeling horrible to feeling better, but not necessarily cured, and you have to deal with the medication to follow you it. Just finish off the bottle, don't finish even, it off. Yeah. The other part of it, and this is one that has been argued for a long time. Because the commercial argument about about uh, compliance is uh, drug manufacturers and others want you to take the drugs because obviously they make money off of selling more drugs. But the real issue here is affordability. The affordability problem is, do I have enough money to pay for the prescription? Do I and can I afford another refill? Many people can't afford it, so as a result of that, They either don't take their medicine or they take half of their prescription or otherwise because they can't afford it. There are things to do about that, but at the end of the day, affordability becomes a huge issue. There's also the issue about what's your self-rated health. Do I think that I feel good? If I think I feel good, hey, I don't need meds. Um, (laughs) We're often the worst people to diagnose ourselves. We are, yeah. we are, and of course, yourself youth, included, myself included. I'm, uh, <laughs> I, I can tell you from personal experience. If I take a medication once or twice a day, I'm, I'm pretty good. I can get that most of the time. You give me a medicine that I have to take three or four times a day. I'm horrible. I'm busy. I'm running around. I'm uh, reviewing cases, dealing with patients, dealing with populations. Mm-hmm. I don't think about it. I don't have the time. I'm a disaster if I have to take some medicine four times a day. In other words, it's okay. <laughs> but don't just rely on yourself or think that you're going to remember in your head. Write it down. Send an alarm. It's got to become yeah, yeah. a habit. Exactly. And the habit, the habit, the habit, the habit <laughs> is behavior modification. You've got to make it part of your normal daily existence. Sure, people may skip sometimes or miss sometimes, but 
on a general basis, mm -hmm. you take your medicines, whether you've got a calendar, whether you have refill reminders, whether you have alerts, mm -hmm. whether you have something that tells you I've got to um, take my medicines, you've got to incorporate that into your activity of daily living. Okay. Okay. Before we get back to our show, I'd like to take a moment to talk to you about ProPharma's Medical Specialty Rebate Program. It provides fully transparent identification, analysis, submission, and collection of medical specialty utilization for payers and manufacturers. ProPharma analyzes the contracts between plans, employers, coalitions, and manufacturers to ensure complete knowledge of submissions and payments. For more information, please call 888-701-5438 or email us at info at profarmaconsultants.com to schedule your live demo and a one-on-one -on -one free 15-minute consultation. Now, back to your show. So we've talked about some barriers on the patient side. What about some barriers from the prescriber or the pharmacist side? Yeah, um, let's talk about that for a yeah. moment. Um, Cost is clearly an issue, even if you're a physician, a pharmacist, or otherwise. Patients go to a pharmacy three times on average for every time they see a doctor. So patients are, uh, access to pharmacists is, is much easier than it is to get to a physician. Right. What does that mean? It means cost is an issue. Um, whether it costs a lot to get to you, mm -hmm. what the copay is for the prescription, and realize that in most cases, someone doesn't get one prescription. They get multiple prescriptions. Even if you have a cold, um, and it's a serious cold, um, you may get a prescription for an antibiotic, a cough and cold medication, maybe even an antihistamine, depending on what it is, or, or a cough uh, medication. Right. So you're dealing with things that there isn't just one copay, there may be two or three or more copays. And with the copay world the way it exists today, if it's brands, you can have copays that are $20 or more. Generics, you can have copays that are maybe half that. But bottom line is you could end up with copays that cost you $40, $60 or more. So cost becomes an issue and people have to address that as right. pharmacists or as physicians with the fact that it costs in order to get into to see the physician. Right. They have to address that and try and come up with ways to decrease the cost, whether it's generics or others in order to do that. That's right. one thing. Yeah. The other is they need to make sure that you're educated, but they need to make sure that you're self-reporting what's going on. What do you mean so, by that? Well, what I mean is, mm -hmm. uh, suppose I take my medicines, but I stop taking it for whatever reason. Am I a good historian? Do I tell the pharmacist? Do I tell <laughs> the doctor that I've stopped? No, doctor, because, I've been taking it the whole time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but <laughs> your, your numbers may be bad. Your blood pressure may be high. Your diabetes may be high. And they're working off the fact that you've taken your medicines so their job then, of course, is to add medications or to deal with some sort of other uh, therapy. So you have to be a good historian in order to tell them what's going on right. because then you may get a lot of therapy that you didn't need because you weren't taking the first medication that you started with. Right. Um, 
many people do what they call brown bag programs in pharmacies, where you take all your medicines, put them into a brown paper bag, bring them over, and the pharmacist checks it to see how many tablets have you taken since when the drug was filled. So you've got an idea of whether you were, you were taking your medicines and what went on. <coughs> Pardon me, physicians do the same thing in order to try and find out are you prescribing, especially things like inhalers, where they want to make sure you're doing it the right way, um, or, or uh, medications that you have. Are you still on this medicine when we thought that you had discontinued it? What went on? Right. Clearly, uh, when people have chronic disease, they have five or more medicines they're taking at the same time. What you want to do is to try and limit the number of medicines so that people aren't uh, so overwhelmed with the number of meds that they have right. that you then become a problem because you can't remember all the things you have to take and when. One of the things I've seen is those uh, those pill day counters. Yes. Like, it's like little things are, okay, from Sunday you have to take this, this, and this. Monday is this, this, and this, and Tuesday, blah, 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 so on and so forth. And that's an important thing. And, it's yeah. very important to do. Some people don't like it because they feel like they're a nurse. They're busy setting up medicines and they have to do it at one time, run through it over the next several days, yeah. and then do it again, etc. cetera. Uh, I mean, but of course, whatever works best for you, but whatever it's works, yeah. Whatever works, but it is helpful. Uh -huh. It's not unlike what happens in a hospital where they have the souffle cups or they have the medications and they're, they're giving them to you on a regular scheduled basis. Right. Bottom line here is education. Education, yeah. education, education. You've got to take this, identify with your doctor, your pharmacist, what's the best schedule for me? What do I do that I can remember? If it's a calendar, use a calendar. If it's an app, use an app. If it's an alert that you need uh, with regard to um, a particular computerized app or something as we talked about with refill, yeah. uh, refill bottles, or anything else that is going to alert you, use yeah. that. Whatever becomes part of your normal uh, activities of daily living, you have to do because that's what's going to help you to comply, and that's what's going to work. And if you've done that, then you have to follow the same compliance to have your doctor visit, your laboratory tests. You need to if necessary, test your blood sugar every day. If necessary, test your blood pressure every day. Mm -hmm. But you and test your weight every day, especially if you have uh, 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 heart failure, etc. Right. Um, but you must, must, must um, change your behavior so it becomes part of your uh, activities every day. Once you do that, then compliance becomes easy. And it isn't very time-consuming because you're constantly doing it. You don't even think right, about it. Right, right. And uh, just to round everything back up, because we talk about compliance. We talked about how to help. We talked about some of the barriers, some of the history behind it, and, and some unique ways that might help you in your daily life. But for compliance, it, it's important for the patient to know that, you know, there's people watching, there's people monitoring and, and looking and trying to see if your overall health is getting better. Yes. And one of the best ways to do that is to just be compliant. Go with the drugs, take your drugs when you're supposed to, and then and then let us see or let the doctors, let the nurse, let pharmacists see 
that you're getting better and they could start weaning you off some of these drugs because nobody wants to take drugs for the rest of their life. Well, you may have to take drugs for the rest of your life. But But as we've talked about now multiple times, if you lose weight, a good many people, their blood pressure is exquisitely sensitive to their weight. Mm -hmm. So they gain weight and their blood pressure goes up. Um, Certainly blood sugar and your diabetes can get worse with uh, excess weight. So once again, as we've talked about in the past, you've got to get control of the independent risk factors, overweight, smoking, um, issues with regard to your diet. Sedentary lifestyle. (laughs) Sedentary lifestyle, getting uh, getting out there and, and getting some exercise to deal with it. And even now, um, John Hancock has an insurance carrier. They're now adding it into uh, life insurance mm-hmm. where they're telling people that if you follow certain um, uh, good behaviors, then there are rewards, financial rewards, other rewards for you to get it if you hit certain milestones. Yeah. Uh, the same thing is true, the combination of Amazon, Berkshire Hathaway, and J.P. Morgan um, have come up with some ideas about behavior change. All of it is predicated on behavior modification, getting people to do the right things. The rewards, if, if financial rewards work for you, fine. If um, you need a particular behavior change, uh, uh, you know, awards with regard to calendars, etc., you do that. Whatever works, you've got to work. And while you may not see some big benefit immediately, the fact is is that you feel better, you do better, and in doing so, yes, you may uh, decrease some of the drugs you have to take because yes. um, um, you're eliminating that regard. The disease won't go away, but your need potentially to have other therapies, drugs or otherwise, uh, goes away or is limited so that you're taking lower doses and, and less meds. Or if you're not taking drugs at the moment, just adopting that lifestyle where you're getting at least some exercise a day, you're eating right, at least on most days. <laughs> and and your, your your focus on your overall health could prevent you from having to go to the pharmacist every every thirty days to get your refill and yes. and avoid those constant need for am I getting better am I getting better how am I doing doc how am I doing you know yes. it's yeah. a it's a preventative or prevention what how, how we say it? prevention is the best medicine I guess. prevention is the best medicine right. and remember. It's been said over and over, but it's very important. The very best medicine that there is to treat the specific condition is absolutely worthless if it's not taken. Right. Right. Thank you very much, Dr. Stern. Um, I believe that's it for today. It is. Can you, I would like you to visit ProPharmaConsultants.com. We have a free information page called RxInfoX. We also have the PBN on there. I haven't mentioned PBN in a while. Dr. Stern writes tons of articles, and I mean tons, I mean a lot, a lot of articles. And there's an entire history of articles there for you, written by Dr. Stern himself, as well as some others, maybe some interns, I don't know. Do uh, the interns have, have yeah. contributed, that's a good thing. Yeah, it's, a yeah. Ni- it's nice to get the interns a little shout out. <laughs> <laughs> so, Especially <laughs> since you beat up on them so badly. <laughs> that was not for public. <laughs> it's all right. Anyways, um, we will see you next week.